Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our February 1st version of Monday Night Football. Yes, I know, I've been gone, and, uh, and I want to thank everybody who, who missed the show. Uh, it made me feel pretty good that a lot of people were still listening to it, uh, but y'all, I, I really had to focus on my team. We were a bubble team the whole year, uh, started seven sophomores and a freshman, and arguably one of the hardest districts in, in the state. And uh, it was rough, and we didn't make the playoffs. So I get this, four one-hundredths of a point. So my heart's kind of broken right now. Uh, today is, of course, day one of, or uh, day two, really, of the playoffs. And uh, I'm back in action, but I really wish y'all I was coaching today. But that's just how it goes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, like I say, wait till next year, but... But uh, it's, it's been a rough uh, 48 hours for me. Anyhow, we always start off our show with a prayer. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, I thank you for letting us have this show. I thank you for letting me have a listenership that, that really missed the show. I pray that we'll have a good show and, uh, and that I'll be able to really fulfill the needs that soccer uh, has in order to get the press that these kids deserve. Uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, uh, so um, like I said before, we're gonna we're gonna have a, try to have a good show today. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to try to have more shows, like um, you know, as the you know the regionals hit uh, and report on scores, and keep the shows maybe short and and sweet, but uh, to record to report on really who's played whom. And what the results were. That's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, but first, I would like to talk about uh, um, in the first segment. Uh, I would like to talk about the teams that almost made it that didn't. Okay, it was uh, it was it was a pretty uh, normal year, I think people would say, when it came to people being close to being eliminated. But let me tell you something, man. Like in Division One, and the, for the boys, the 33 seed. Missed out by six hundredths of a point. Okay, in Division Two, uh, uh, it was like one, two. That's eight hundredths of a point. Division Three, that was me, De La Salle and Lutcher. We were like so close, four one hundredths of a point separating us. And in Division Two, four. Um, the spread was a little bit more. There was really, uh, it was not close. Evangel got the last seed when it came to the boys. When it came to the girls, um, Parkway missed out by six hundredths of a point in Division One. In Division Two, um, uh, Northwood Shreveport missed by three one hundredths of a point. Okay, this is insane. Ursuline missed out. They got their their, their uh, uh, anyhow they got eliminated out of playoffs by four one 
hundredths of a point. And uh, when it came to Division Four, Delta Charter missed by seven one hundredths of a point. So a lot of people are scheduling scheduled gurus, and I get that and I respect that. And uh, but uh, I'm obviously not one of those. I'm, I've, I've struggled every year uh, to balance kids playing in games that are that are meaningful and that will develop them. And uh, I tried hard this year, but uh, but man, it's uh, I played some really good teams too, and and there were some teams that uh, that did not make the playoffs that were really good, and and uh, sometimes I just wonder why can't we just put everybody in the playoffs? But look, at the same token, you're not going to hear any uh, whining or complaining from me because uh, I like the fact that we're not split still. Okay, at least this playoffs are not split, and we're going through it through it one, at least one more time. And I hope that uh, uh, we could continue this. I mean, if we did split, that's the hardest part about walking around school saying that you missed the playoffs by a few hundredths of a point because everybody who's in football, basketball, volleyball, uh, they're split. So they are, you didn't make the playoffs? Man, you must really be bad. It's like, no, we weren't. We were, the record wasn't great. We were 8, 10, and 3. But, uh, uh, and with a lot of close calls in there, of course, and uh, so, it, you know, makes you feel like you had a bad season. Uh, and when in reality, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've sowed the seeds now for our, for our, our next couple of years. Uh, in this season, we had a pretty good season. I, but I had to explain it to everybody that, you know, uh, that it wasn't everybody gets a trophy in soccer yet. Anyway. Okay, when we come back, we're going to go over uh, pairings and scores of the girls. Uh playoffs and then we'll end the show going over the boys both scores and pairings on Monday Night Football your voice for youth soccer okay this ad is going to be a read-in uh, because uh, um, I'm going to be giving a clinic tomorrow okay or on February 2nd uh, for anybody in town who wants one for third and fourth and fifth graders uh, it'll be on De La Salle's campus. Uh, all the elementary schools are welcome to attend. And uh, anyhow, uh, it'll be between three and six. And if you got a kid that's um, that's in that age group right now, there are a lot of these teams in the New Orleans area in their middle school playoffs and elementary school playoffs. If you'd like to uh, get some advice from a high school level coach and uh, hear what we're looking for, uh, tomorrow's for you. The, the, the camp is free. Uh, it's on the Ellis House campus, and again, uh, it's a camp. It's not really a camp. It's a clinic, and uh, it's again from three o'clock to six o'clock uh, on Ellis House campus. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football. All right, so in Division One, uh, Dominican after losing the state championship last year, they were on a mission and uh, they uh, they are focused they've already yesterday beat HL Bourgeois eight to nothing y'all know how I feel about eight to nothing scores but anyway so we already have uh, results in division one say Scholastica was the sixth seed and they beat Pineville eight to nothing you know and I'm um, sure we're gonna see some more eight to nothings uh, the next pairings are Live Oak will play Hanville Mount Carmel will play New Iberia my home my alma mater Bird will play Walker. Dutch Center will play, will play East Ascension. 
Fountain Blue is going to be playing Acadiana and Baton Rouge versus Thibodeau. Captain Shreve will be playing Denham Springs. North Shore will be playing Pochettula. Southside, the up-and-coming Southside High School will be playing Alexandria. Mandeville will be playing Sinemont. Uh, Barb will be playing Airline. And Lafayette will be playing Sulphur, West Monroe, Central Lafouche. Good to see those girls back. And St. Joe's will be number two seed playing Zachary. And let's see if St. Joe's can get to the state championships, okay, in Division One. Uh, we'll be talking about who we think are the heads and tails best of, of these teams uh, as, as the uh, shows continue. But today is just really just to, uh, just to talk about who's in and who's not. Uh, in Division Two girls, we already have a result. We have Minden beating Sam Houston two to nothing. Uh, the, uh, so that will put St. Thomas Moore now the one seed versus Minden, and that's going to be uh, on the fourth. Other pairings: Minden will play Sam Houston, Terrebonne will play Liberty, Ben Franklin and Benton have buys. Franklin Parish will play South Terrebonne, uh, West Washita will play Bell Chase. Uh, Neville will play by well, well, Neville and Vanderbilt will buy. Um, Washington Parish will play East Jeff. Uh, Houghton will play Woodlawn. Lakeshore and Turlings have buys. Tioga will be playing Chappelle uh, for the right to play Turlings. Beauchamp will be playing Bonneville for the right to play Caddo Magnet. In Division Three, no, no mistake about it, University Lab is the one seed. Um, and they're awaiting the winner of the Cabrini-Haynes game. Lutcher has already beaten David Thibodeau 5 to nothing, and, and so that will pit them against North DeSoto on the 4th. Um, Archbishop Hannon got a bye, and they're awaiting the winner of DeRitter and Leesville. Um, North Vermilion and Cecilia will be playing for the right to play Parkview Baptist. Uh, South Beauregard and Pearl River will be playing for the right to play St. Michael's. Um, West Feliciana beat Bruley 3-0, so West Feliciana will be playing on the 5th against St. Louis Catholic. Um, Sterlington and Patrick Taylor are going to be playing for the right to play Lusher. Uh, I got a lot of girls on that Patrick Taylor team. Um, Edie White and Grant uh, will play for the right to play Loyola Prep, uh, and that is in Division 3. In Division 4, Catholic New Iberia is on the one seed. Can they go the distance this time and win it? Um, well, it remains to be seen. They're waiting for the winner of the Dunham-Vermilion Catholic game. Oops, which we just got a final on. Dunham beat Vermilion Catholic 5-1. to one. So Catholic will be playing Dunham. Um, Calvary Baptist is waiting for the winner of McGee and Delta Charter. Okay, uh, Pope John Paul is waiting for the winner of Ascension Episcopal and Evangel. Covenant Christian beat Holy Savior Menard 4-3. And so Covenant Christian will now be traveling to Washita Christian. Um, Highland Baptists and Country Day will be playing for the right to play Homer Christian. Episcopal Acadiana and Thomas Jefferson will be playing for the right to play Episcopal. Uh, Academy of the Sacred Heart is waiting for the, uh, will be playing now Grace Christian. Grace Christian beat Westminster yesterday one to nothing. Uh, and Newman, um, a, a very confident team that said basically at the end of the, the game last year, state championship game, that looked to see them back again in the finals. They'll be playing the winner of St. Fred's and North Lake Christian. 
which ought to be a pretty interesting match there also. All right, that's the girls. When we come back, we're going to talk about the boys in Monday Night Football, your voice feeds soccer. We'll see you after the break. At the Olive Branch Cafe, only the freshest ingredients go into everything we serve. Our dough is prepared daily, and now the West Bank's best-tasting pizza is delivered 10.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. seven days a week. The Olive Branch Cafe, Marrero and Algiers. Everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Okay, now we're going to take a look at the boys. All right, in Division One, okay, County Baton Rouge has, has pretty much uh, been a, uh, a steady, steady force in Division One, uh, trying to defend their state title. Uh, there's been a lot of activity below them, and it's going to be nice to see how it all plays out. Uh, Catholic is going to be playing John Errett tonight, the 32 seed. What a reward for making the playoffs. <laughs> okay, anyhow, Lafayette is going to be playing Pineville. Southside has already beat Airline 8 to nothing. Okay, um, Rummel will be playing Zachary. Sandemont will be playing Nish, my alma mater. Dennis Springs will be playing Hanville. Captain Shreve will be playing Mandeville. Alexandra will be playing Fountain Blue. St. Paul's is the three seed. They'll be playing East Ascension. North Shore, a really dangerous team I've played this year. We're playing West Monroe. Bird will be playing Bourgeois. Sulphur will be playing Barb. Brother Martin is Walker. Dutchtown's got Central Lafouche. Grace King, watch out for these kids, y'all. I watched them play against Chalmette. They are loaded with talent, and, uh, uh, and they're dangerous, okay? Uh, Grace King is going to be playing Baton Rouge. And Jesuits, the two seed. When it all shook out, they're the number two seed. And they're playing Slidell. A lot of people like bantered them, but they were gone pecan. Uh, look again, y'all. Okay? What matters is what you do in February the most. Okay? So don't count Jesuit out. Okay? You'd be foolish to do so. All right. In Division Two, St. Thomas More has uh, been focused on being the one seed, with uh, Holy Cross being the two. But St. Thomas More is going to be waiting for the winner of Bell Chase and Woodlawn. Uh, Parkway is going to be waiting for the winner of Washington Parish and McKinley, which just got in, barely. Cattle Magnet is waiting for the winner of Shreveport Northwood and Houghton. Neville is waiting for the winner of Live Oak and West Washita. East Jeff, a team that we've been watching over here uh, in New Orleans, a, a potent team. We're looking for the winner of Beauchin and Riverdale. Um, Benton is going to be looking for the winner of Shaw and Lakeshore. Ben Franklin uh, is waiting for, uh, is not waiting at all. They're going to be playing Bonneville. Karen Crow is, is uh, Karen Crow had to forfeit this game. I'm sure it was for COVID reasons. We'll have to check. Uh, I feel bad for the 25 seed then. Why couldn't they take their place? Um, South Terrebonne is playing Sam Houston for the right to play Holy Cross. Okay. Y'all, like, I'm going to try to get into the, uh, find out why um, uh, there was a forfeit there. Uh, it, it's horrible to see a forfeit 
in the playoffs. I hate seeing that. All right, in Division Three, my division, Vanderbilt Catholic and uh, Vanderbilt Catholic and Lusher, okay, and and uh, University have been like cat and mouse in each other for the one seed. Vanderbilt let, finished on top, and they're going to be playing the winner of Parkview Baptist and Sterlington. Um, St. Michael's is waiting for the winner of Leesville and Lutcher. Um, St. Louis is waiting for the winner of North Vermilion and Cecilia. Bozier is waiting for the winner of district opponents Edie White and Haynes. Uh, Lusher is waiting for the winner of Loyola Prep and DeRitter. Turlings is waiting for the winner of Bel Air and David Thibodeau. Morgan City uh, is waiting for the winner of Hannon and Erath. University is waiting for the winner of Noma and Kenner Discovery. Okay, uh, Division Three is going to be fun to watch. And uh, I'm kind of proud of my district. I would like to have been the sixth team in the district to, to make it. But we have, uh, you know, we have Morgan City, Lusher, Edie White, and Haynes in, in the playoffs. And, uh, and, uh, and Lutcher. And so five teams is pretty strong. Okay, uh, in Division Four, Pope John Paul II is the one seed looking to defend uh, their state championship. ESA is second. Um, Pope John Paul is going to wait for the winner of St. Charles and Lafayette Christian. Uh, St. Charles had a good year this year. And uh, uh, St. Martin's Episcopal is going to be playing the winner of Evangel and Morris Jeff. Morris Jeff, actually, I saw them on film. They're not bad. Um, St. Martin's... Um, is going to take the winner of that game. Um, Ascension is waiting for the winner of Grace Christian and St. Fred's. North Lake Christian is waiting for the winner of Catholic and Catholic New Iberia and Westminster Christian. Okay, uh, Episcopal is waiting for the winner of Country Day and Covenant Christian. Wow, I'd like to go see that game right now. It's uh, it's playing right now. Uh, Holy Savior Menard uh, wound up beating Rapids 5-1, to one, so they will be playing Washita Christian on the 5th. Uh, Newman and Glenmora will be playing for the right to play River Oaks, the seventh seed. And St. Thomas Aquinas beat Dunham one nothing, which pits them now against the Episcopal School of Acadiana. So in many ways, there are really no surprises. And I know a lot of people love the uh, power rankings. I guess I kind of do to some, to, to some degree because uh, uh, the whole coaches ranking thing became political and the old way we used to do it was just a first and second place team from each district making it. It eliminated lots of quality teams. By the same token, this uh this power ranking game, I, I just see a lot of the teams in the middle are in the middle because they played it safe and sooner or later you gotta play the best. I mean that's the nature of the beast and and what I liked about the old way is that you could play the best and not get penalized. It was your district record that that mattered and of course my brother martin team way back in the day was tied for first place we had a three-way tie in the catholic league and we had to flip a coin and after that we got eliminated by a flip which really kind of stunk and then the wild cards uh started to show up in lhsa soccer so so there's not a perfect system i know there's not a perfect system i um it was a shame too to see a lot of people's power rankings drop because of their district opponents uh were weak and uh um, everybody suffered from that uh, who, who were in the playoffs. And there's got to be a remedy for that. On L.A. Prep, there's a lot of people bantering that you should be able to just drop two games that would pretty much eliminate um, the 
probably the two two opponents in your district that are weakest, and uh, I think that's not a bad a bad idea. I just don't think, administratively speaking, the LHSAA really wants that headache because that's going to be a headache with two games you eliminate. I'm sure there's a tech way of, of handling it easily, but uh, but um, easier said than done. Yo, this is the championships. I mean, it's going. It's going to go quick. I mean, we're really talking 14 days from now, we're going to be crowning the state champions. So uh, it, it's ridiculously fast this year, it seems to me. Although uh, we've always done it this way, you know. Um, so it's, it's going to be a fast roller coaster. We're going to come back on the air uh, probably tomorrow night. Um, we'll try to do a show per round and to keep you up. I'm really going to, I really would like to. Have some of the uh, favorite coaches on uh, to interview, and I want to thank Galstar. Uh, Galstar, um, he picked up the slack while I was gone. I was looking to see if somebody would, and he did. And uh, I think the whole soccer community in the state owes him a, a rich debt of gratitude because the what, the time he puts into taping these games and, and casting these games is incredible, and uh, uh, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it when I could see a team I'm about to play, play also, you know, which <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you coaches out here also share that gratitude. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show tonight. God bless you and your family, and I hope to see you soon on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.